Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest today is Sheena Sharavi, VP of Marketing at Ease. Sheena, hello. How are you? It's great to have you on the show. It's great to be on the show. Thank you so much for thinking of me. You are very welcome. So now I know that Ease is, you guys are in the cannabis industry, very interesting space, Tell us a little bit about the company. Yeah, Ease is the largest cannabis delivery and marketplace company in California. And we also just launched in Michigan and have a roadmap of Colorado and Florida. So consumers can basically come to Ease.com, spelled with the E-A-Z-E.com, browse different products, learn about the products. We also have great content if you're a beginner or cannabis how-tos, that sort of thing. Add them to your cart and get it delivered on demand. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And you guys are really in a burgeoning industry. And one thing that's really interesting from a marketing perspective is that you're pretty limited in in the channels that you're allowed to market on by law, right? And I know that I live in, in Indiana, but I'm originally from the Detroit area. So whenever I drive up there to visit family, as soon as you cross the border into Michigan, all I see are can- billboards with cannabis stuff on it, a new dispensary, you know, and and I didn't quite realize until you and I spoke a couple of weeks ago that part of that is because billboards are one of the channels that you can use. And so you have to have a strategy for bill, like a billboard strategy, right? It's Mm -hmm. like very old. It's so old school that it's almost new school, (laughs) if you know what I mean. So what's it like to plan a campaign for a billboard? Like what is your billboard strategy? For sure. You know, what's also interesting is that marketing rules and regulations differ by state as well. So some states actually don't allow for billboards, cannabis billboards. Luckily, Uh, Michigan is one of them. Yeah, that's a great question. It is a very old school form of marketing, especially with the increase of growth and performance marketing. What we've actually been able to do, and I'm really proud of the team for doing this, is figure out how to attribute first deliveries, CAC to billboards. We do this kind of by attribution survey, zoomed in on the zip codes that are being delivered. So we have like a localized version of it. And then what we're also able to do to plan and see the efficacy of the, we look at the amount of impressions uh, per billboard or per region that we're purchasing. We look at the dollar amount, we look at the first deliveries, and we're able to come up with a ratio of Uh, how impactful each impression is. And that's how we plan for the next quarter. You know, if we see that the impact of the impressions are decreasing, then we'll kind of pull money out of that market, so on and so forth. Uh, So that's kind of like Mm -hmm. the back end and how we're tracking. In terms of the creative part of it, it really depends. We, We really look at it market by market. First of all, we Google street view every single billboard that we purchase just Mm -hmm. to make sure that, um, it's not obstructed or anything like that. And then based on seasonality, we figure out where to put the billboards. So if it's like shopping season, holiday season, you'll see a lot of our billboards around like shopping malls, that sort of thing. Or if it's like a time that people return those shopping, what they've purchased, similarly, you'll see it around shopping malls. And then in terms of the creative, we also look at our kind of penetration of the market to figure out what the messaging is. If we're new to that market, you'll see very simple, very functional 
messaging. So in Detroit, for instance, or the Michigan markets that we're in, it's very much like ease calculated cannabis delivery um, or high spelled H-I-G-H, high Detroit, for instance. And even the creative, mm-hmm. we try to show whether it's like through a cannabis leaf or smoke or that sort of thing, that it is cannabis delivery. In more more retention markets, as we call them, we're able to be a little bit more clever. Our branding is about is able to come out a little bit more. We have a bit of like a cheeky. We consider we consider ourselves the weed nerds, cheeky copy, and a little bit more branding. So if you don't immediately see our logo or our tagline, you still kind of know who we are, and we're building that re- retention. We're building that brand loyalty. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll say for me, at least those billboards are pretty effective. You know, you're driving, <laughs> it's things are kind of boring. Something catches your eye that looks kind of interesting or cool mm-hmm. on a billboard. I'm at least going to look at it. Yeah. You know, uh, the other kind of really important what's there. thing. I mean, yeah. And the really, yeah. the other really important thing is that our billboard strategy isn't just a standalone strategy. So out of home works better when you have mm-hmm. other advertising um, tactics. So we'll also geofence for instance, a certain location for our digital ads and use the same creative, right? So there's only a very few creative or for instance, if we're using illustration and we usually only do like two or three creatives in a market, we make sure all of the billboards have illustration. It's also kind of basic, Mm -hmm. but it's really making sure you're simplifying. And then the creative that's in the billboard, you'll also see on your phone and what's on the billboard, you'll also see down on street level, at a charging station or a wall poster. So it all really works together in this in this media mix to be as impactful as possible. And you mentioned before tracking attribution. Can you say a little bit more about how that works with the billboards? Yes, absolutely. So we have, this is also uh, kind of standard, we have an attribution survey. So after you've done your first delivery, you basically get a survey and you're like, how did you hear about us? And so that's one way. And then we look at organic traffic. We typically see spikes when we do put out a new billboard campaign. So we'll do organic traffic and we'll also do, we'll look at percentage of first delivery increase in that area and those zip codes. So we kind of have these three measurements to figure out how impactful our billboards are. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that there's opportunity for some kind of technology that could somehow like a billboard could sense when people are looking at it, you know, as they're know. driving by. Right. I don't know if that exists, but if it if it did, that would be cool, right? Billboard attribution is one of those things that out-of-home vendors are trying to figure out. And there are technologies, they just aren't perfect. So, you know, that's kind of why we have a bit of a three-pronged approach just to understand the measurement of our billboards. The other thing that's really important to realize is not all billboards are the same. Mm -hmm. Also, in campaigns, like you can't create an encyclopedia of how impactful every billboard is in a market because it depends on which season it is, where the billboard is, what campaign it is. And so the efficacy of each board by itself definitely changes depending on uh, the campaign. Okay. That makes sense. So now you're not allowed to do a lot of the traditional digital marketing stuff. Like you can't Mm -hmm. just go, you you can't, or or correct me if I'm wrong, like YouTube, Mm -hmm. Facebook, 
you can't advertise just like any other company would. No, or like no post social media marketing about yeah. what you're doing. Okay, so that's like a pretty massive platform that's kind of denied to you. So yes. be, beyond billboards or alongside billboards, what are some other marketing channels that you can use to kind of you know make up for what you can't do? Yeah. So six years ago when I started, you we also couldn't work with digital ad vendors. Over the past two years, you do have some digital ad vendors that are kind of focused on the cannabis industry and they create their publication lists and make sure that kind of have their own deals. So it, it takes away the liability from the cannabis, uh, cannabis company. So we are mm-hmm. able to do some traditional web apps. Uh, and then we're also able to do in-app ads sorry, when I say like Mm. web ads and in-app ads. So that's been great. Things like influencer programs. So the thing about social, so we're not allowed to run social ads. We are allowed to have our own social media account with a massive caveat that you can't link to your site. You can't, Mm. you know, you have to be really clear that this isn't cannabis sales. We've actually had our Mm. Instagram taken down multiple times. Our account, you know, it's really hard for a cannabis account to get verified on Instagram. So the influencer attribution was also really difficult because the influencers also can't really link to ease.com. So we do that through promo codes. And again, the attribution survey, that sort of thing. So influencers is one uh, referral and kind of an ambassador program also Mm -hmm. is a great, a great method. And the ambassadors could be either street teams or people, personal people, personal people, um, regular people sharing their (laughs) referral link. And then instead of getting credits, if they sign up through the ambassador program, they're getting paid out like via PayPal. We have that. And then we also do, oh my gosh, I just spaced events, event marketing. Obviously that's Mm -hmm. a big one. Oh, and then a traditional affiliate program, right? So blogs and a different smaller website or coupon sites that actually, that works really well as, as well. And then one way we also kind of try to hack social media, there are cannabis like news and content companies, which Mm -hmm. obviously have a big cannabis following. And so we will kind of sponsor articles there because then they're able to Mm. share the article about ease and then promote that article. And then we'll also, we kind of put that in an affiliate kind of format or they'll all put it in their newsletters, that sort of thing. And that's another way we kind of get around the, uh, the Facebook aspect. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you do have quite a few options that you can turn to. Which is good. Yeah, a lot so, of it like, is look just at, thinking really creatively, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I know there are a lot of kind of unknowns in this industry. Maybe one of the big ones being like when and it, when or if cannabis will be, you know, made legal federally, right? Which would be a massive mm-hmm. game changer. But like what when you look out over the next few years, maybe five years, how do you see marketing in the cannabis industry changing and evolving? I think more and more partners and companies will feel comfortable working with cannabis companies. They'll feel their legal teams will feel more comfortable. So for instance, like OTT videos and streaming services, we've had them kind of approach us for like CBD type things. We'll, we'll use sometimes CBD as a Trojan horse because that's federally legal. It doesn't work that well, but the fact that they're slowly starting to approach us is really promising. Right. And then, for instance, six years ago, if we wanted to do like a in-kind partnership with another CPG brand, 
I remember we reached out to Chipotle and we wanted to do this big partnership with them. They weren't really comfortable with it. And Mm -hmm. since then, we've had, again, fast forward six years when California at least was legal that, you know, these companies are seeing this trend and their legal team, you know, depends on the risk appetite of their legal team. They'll, they'll not approach us and be like, look, look, let's do, you know, we've had movie studios mm-hmm. approach us and cross promote movies. Some studios allow it. Some studios don't allow it. Some of the, usually if the company is smaller and they don't have a massive federal, you know, footprint or national footprint, rather, they are more willing to work with us. So more, just basically more channels will open up. Things like the Facebooks and the Googles, those I don't think would open up until it's federally legal because mm-hmm. there's just massive liability there. So, yeah, okay, right. It's it's it'll be really interesting to see how how all, the, all this plays out. Yeah. So, what's something what's something you've seen one of your competitors do that made you say, "Man, I wish we'd thought of that." Yeah. One of them was a creative campaign that we had actually thought about. This was a couple years ago, and when we were really trying to break the stereotype, you know, in the very beginning, a lot of it was just educating the market through like PR. Mm-hmm. Again, that was another way we were able to get into kind of get in front of consumers. It's not a huge acquisition channel. It's good for traffic. Um, but how are we able to educate consumers? So the stereotype isn't there. So they understand that cannabis is a wellness tool. We did this through putting out data reports again, really working through PR and that sort of stuff. And this one company did this campaign that had, you know, like a grandma or a fighter, firefighter. And basically it said, I'm not a stoner, you know, and like the stoner word was just totally crossed off. And so it was showing Mm -hmm. regular people and it was like beautifully done. So Mm -hmm. that was something. And I was like, oh, that's such an easy way to educate the market. Uh, The other thing that's really blowing up is influencers and celebrity influencers. So that ends up being a little bit more of, you know, a budget question. But I think that Mm -hmm. that is that is a really, really successful way of doing it. And then hosting more experiential events. I think I've seen some companies do a really good job with it. And that like kind of almost like a PR stunt creates buzz. They do like a whole social campaign around it. So those sort of things, I, I definitely kind of look at them like that. They did a great job there. So. Yeah. Lots of great ideas. So Sheena, how can people uh, contact you if they want to reach out and connect? For sure. So they could either email me directly, Sheena, S-H-E-E-N-A at E-Z-E-A-Z-E dot com or find me on LinkedIn. That's a great way. I check it probably not as often as I should, but at least once a week. So, Okay. Very cool. Well, we'll, we'll put yeah. your LinkedIn link in our show notes. Uh, so yeah. Sheena, thanks so much for your time. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.